0: We need to be strong. Why do we doubt? It's easy. It's an easy question to ask. It's a really easy or a really hard question to answer and to follow through with. It's easy. It's easy maybe to say, you know, why do we doubt? Well, I have this and this, Matt. I have this and this going on. Easy to doubt. Very hard to trust. Very hard to trust. If you have your worship handout with you today, you can open it up to the to the very first page, and we're going to be. Uh, there's some notes here. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 5, verse 9, as it says, and you can go ahead and begin turning there or flip to that app on your phone and get to Joshua 5 9. But these are some blanks that you can fill in during the during the message today. And it looks like I have a lot of words on this page because yeah, there are more there are more words than normal on the page. I want you to look at this 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 week. I want you to I want you to, to get into where we have been with Joshua. Before we get into Joshua chapter 5, verse 9, you can begin turning there as, as I go through a couple things. But I want to say one thing. One word comes to mind when I come to church this morning. is thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Matt's doing this because Thursday's Thanksgiving. No. I've heard story after story. Yesterday, we've now done the second out of three Community 11s. The next one's going to be December 13th. If you haven't made the first two, please try to jump on and get on that on the December 13th one. I have heard stories from people all morning. My wife came home yesterday. She was involved with, she had our girls with them and she was on a team. And she said, it was really kind of sad to me. Now watch, this is how, this is how different, this is how different what we're doing is. She said, we probably had more people say no to a turkey than said yes. We were giving away free turkeys, like $10 bills. Here you go, here you go, here you go. But we gave them all away. Okay, and there's, there are people that we've impacted in our community, so thank you. Because you're doing what Connection has been envisioned to do. We are going to impact our community. Now, it is a week of Thanksgiving. Thursday is Thanksgiving. Football and turkey. Okay, my favorite is probably the stuffing. Everybody's like, oh, no, I don't like stuffing. You've got to have a whole bunch of sage in it. Now I really turn, oh, no, no. Pumpkin pie. See, may be hitting you there. I have a pumpkin pie. But we should be thankful. You know, I can't imagine. I was, I was sitting there, and I, I've watched the video that we, that, we just, that we just saw. I've probably seen it 15 times trying to get different things, and I watched it again, and I just wrote something down. Last week, we were in Joshua chapter 3. Joshua and the Israelites had come to the Jordan River during flood stage, and they had crossed over. And they they had had to do something themselves. The Levites, okay, the Levitical priests had carried the Ark of the Covenant. And this, again, was made mention by somebody this morning. And they said at the Red Sea, it was the same thing. Because God wanted them to touch the water. He wanted them to do something, to show that they had the faith, then he was going to do it. So last week we were in, we were in Joshua chapter 3, and I talked to you about how Joshua had been in Egyptian slavery, so he was with Moses when they did the big crossing, okay, the exodus, They'd, across the Red Sea. He, he had been there. He, water didn't scare him. okay. He's like, oh, I've seen God move a sea. This river is really not a big deal. But oftentimes that river looks like it's a sea in our life. And it looks huge. It can be a little bitty creek that's this big and you can step over it. Do you know where the Mississippi starts, you can step over it? No joke. Where the Mississippi River starts, you can step over it. It's a little bitty, little bitty, bitty creek. As it goes south, there's all kinds of tributaries, all kinds of rivers that run into it and make it the mighty Mississippi that it is by St. Louis. Okay, And it runs all the way down to the Gulf. But it starts out really small. See, some of the things that we have a whole lot of trouble crossing, are small. Hmm. But I heard Jesus say in that video when he, when he was talking to Peter, probably like God was talking to Joshua, he said, I don't want you to be afraid, I want you to come. See, when he was talking to Peter, Peter was in the boat. Peter was comfortable. We like that boat, don't we? Oh, the boat is safe. Okay, the boat is nice. And Well, at that, that, that particular moment, the boat was not dry, Okay, but, but it was safe. He was floating. And God said... Come with me. Don't be afraid. I would imagine that that's what what Joshua heard. Before we get into this, it is the fourth Sunday. And at Connection, on the fourth week, we're going to take a Touch Someone's Life gift offering. All right? What it is, if you're new to Connection, please, this is not about you. We're going to have the people in just a second. They're going to come forward, and they're going to have little popcorn bags, and we just ask our people... Just like yesterday when they got out of their comfort zone and they, and they gave time to give away turkeys, or two weeks ago when we gave away gas, or three weeks ago, and they gave of themselves. Today we just ask for pennies, nickels, dimes, whatever. Just Connection people. If you're not a member of Connection, don't worry about this. Just watch Connection people. Okay, We're going to have the, the four people come up with their bags. We're going to start in the front. And I want to tell you something right here. Maybe somebody has been put in this church this morning. God has said, hey, I want you to come to Connection this morning. Maybe you need 10 bucks to make a bill this month. Connection Church and the lead team has said, I don't, we don't want our hands on this. If that bag passes you, it's going to be awkward, okay? We're just trusting that you're doing what God wants you to do. If we can meet a need today, we're going to meet a need today. If that bag passes you and you're, you need $10, you reach in that bag and you take $10 and you put it in your pocket. Okay? It's for you. We're going to take this offering. If it comes up to a certain amount, there's going to be two bags. You guys can go ahead. At the very end of the service, I'm going to take the two bags or the one bag, and I'm going to hand it out to people. You know, I'm often often asked, really, seriously, there's a lot of of people that have been doing this activity, and there's two more new ones that are going to give away this this bag this morning. But we're asked a lot, why, why do you give gas away? Why do you give turkeys away? And certainly, the top of the list, why do you give paper sacks of money away? Why do you just give it away? Those little words, connection has decided is going to be a part of its DNA. We are going to give into our community. We are trying to be impactful by living and loving like Jesus. You know, why do you give gas away? Most of us got here on some type of fuel today. I don't know, anybody rode their bike? Maybe, but I doubt it. Hey, it's relevant. We gave away turkeys. Why? It's four days before Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's pretty relevant. Most people eat turkey. I like ham too, but most people like turkey. Why are we going to give away what we're going to give away on the 13th? Again, I'm not going to tell you because some of you will put it on social media. So you have to come back and I have to give you directions and then you can go and see. Okay, but Ken Ken Jane has has designed several programs that are working very, very good. They're called Community Loving, and we seek to make a difference. Before we dive in today, let's pray. Just bow your heads with me. Dear God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for the story. We thank you for the validity that we can believe this story out of Joshua this morning. We thank you for the week of Thanksgiving. We thank you, God, for the ability to be thankful God, we're so thankful for your love and your grace. Thank you for bringing us here to Connection this morning. Allow these words to impact our life. Amen. In Joshua chapter 3, to review last week, Joshua was leading the Israelites, and they had come, and that finally in the last chapter of Deuteronomy, Moses has died. God buried him on the side of the mountain. We don't know where that is. He just said, I'm going to bury Moses, and that's, that's, that's that, okay? Joshua is the new leader. No pressure. There's over a million Jews. No pressure. But the guy that you're taking his place—he wrote the Mosaic Law. He—he was the biggest deal the Jews had ever known. No pressure, Joshua. You're in charge now. I would imagine that internally he was just a mess. And then he then, you know, some of us some of us are over maybe a couple hundred people at work. Some of us are in that role. Some of us are over four. Some of us are over three. Some of us are over one. Some of us may be on the bottom of the totem pole, and we're working our way up. But Joshua instantly was in charge of over a million. Instantly. And they had come all the way to the Jordan River, the promised land. God's land that he had promised him is right here, right on the other side. But when they came to the Jordan River, lo and behold, it was during flood stage, and the water was huge. It was big, and it was wide. We talked last week about the little Wabash. The little Wabash over by Fairfield, if more than two people flush their toilet at the same time, it floods. Those of you that have been over there understand what I'm talking about. It it goes everywhere. But it was during flood stage. What God wanted for those Israelites was on the other side of the river. It was on the other side. And we talked last week about that thing that God wants you to do is on the other side. And you're like, well, how do I get across it? It's too wide to swim. I don't have a truck with four-wheel drive big enough, and I don't have a boat. How do I get over there? For most of us, sometime during our life, we'll come up to that water and this is what we'll do. Remember, Peter really liked it in the boat. Remember, you have to remember this. Because when the Israelites and Joshua walked up to the water, now Joshua's the leader, he has the answer. All these, all these Israelites, the Jewish people behind him are probably going, should we cross this right now? Should we or shouldn't we? I would imagine it just echoed through And as a leader, I'm sure that gave Joshua a lot of confidence. Sarcasm, it's okay. But Joshua is right here, and can you imagine three people back? Do you think we should cross right now? Oh my gosh. Instantly questioning the leader's vision. Making him doubt. Joshua knew. Joshua had been a part of the Red Sea crossing. He knew. Should we go over there? Yeah, we should. We've been wandering around in the desert for 40 years. It's time to go now. Time to go. We ask this question often at times when God wants us to serve him. When God walks up to you and you're metaphorically you're sitting in your recliner in life and he says, hey, I I want you to get up and I want you to get a glass of water for somebody. Or I want you to serve me. I want you to serve others by serving me. We say, you know what, God? My favorite TV show's on. This is not convenient. I don't have time. Should we or shouldn't we? All of a sudden we come to that river and we go, you know what? This is not convenient, so I probably shouldn't. See, we, we, think that, we think that it's always easy. In fact, if you look at... We, we, we often talk about mountaintop and valley experiences and we love being on the mountaintop and talking to God and have a great relationship. But somebody please let me know how many trees grow on the top of Mount Everest. On the very top. Oh, there's a thing called a tree line. The trees stop when you get so high vertically. But it's in the valley when everything is lush and green and growing. But yet we think, well, that's the hard part. Yeah, during the hard parts of your life is when God wants to grow you. He wants to stretch you. Should we cross the river? We're often at, we ask ourselves, should we do what God wants us to do? Instantly, instantly. If you've been a follower of Jesus for any amount of time, almost instantly, you come to this river and say, "Should we cross it?" Instantly, in your head, you say, "Yes, yeah." I need to go over there. I need to do this. But. That water that water thing's in our way. We ask questions like this. If God says go, then our answer should be go. But. We start to think the situation all the way through. We do. We start playing if and but games. My baseball coach in high school used to say, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, We'd all have a Merry Christmas. Okay? We, but we, we are so guilty of that we get up there and say, God, are you really sure? Because this is a really wide river. This is really big. I'm pretty cool with these streams. I mean, it's cool. Yep, I did it. But when we get up to these things we think, God, this is, too, this is too big. This is too big. I can't do this. We think it through. We think about and dwell on, watch this, we dwell on the obstacles. In this case it would be Hmm. The Jewish people probably... There's a million of them. Okay? They're, they're probably coming up all, and they probably get around. You know, Joshua's probably standing there at the water. And you, and you know what people like to do when they're, when they're, when they're tired of waiting. Okay? They try to just come up in that line. So I would imagine the Jewish people are probably like like, like us. So if the leader is standing here and he looks over and all of a sudden he's got all these Jews coming this side, all these Jews coming this side and everybody's an expert. Everybody's an expert. And they say, well... I could build something to get us all across here. And then the next guy goes, I don't think we I think we should just leave. I think that there's an easier place to to, go, to cross if we go south. I think there's a there's an easier way to do it. Maybe there's a bridge down there to that town. Everybody becomes an expert. The obstacles all of a sudden are not the water, but some of the followers. Some of the people. Some of the people that engaged in our life become can become obstacles. Because nowhere, nowhere in Scripture, again, I'm telling you, I check this out. Nowhere does Jesus say, hey, guys, you know what? They're going to kill me, but it's going to be easy on you. Never. Never. They all lost their life for their faith. We think about and dwell on the obstacles standing in our way. We toss our decisions. Should I do this? Or should I do this? And no one in here is indecisive, so you only do that one time. of sarcasm okay should i do this well if i do if i do this then then this and this and this and this and this and this and this, this, this but if i don't do this then this we think things through over over incredibly just awfully is it really what god wants us to do And oftentimes, we can toss this back and forth and this back and forth. Should I or shouldn't I? Should I or shouldn't I? Should I or shouldn't I? And at the very end, we are still left with one question. After we weigh out all obstacles, we think about all things, the question remains, should I or shouldn't I? Uh Uh-huh. It doesn't matter how many colors you had to choose from. It comes down at the very end, if you're choosing to paint your house, the last question you ask is, well, what color are we going to paint it? even after you weigh all of your options last week we saw the people crossed how did they cross they were obedient they were obedient joshua they followed joshua joshua said god wants us to go over there he's going to provide a way the levitical priests walked up with the ark of the covenant they had faith i can only imagine what kind of scared they were and god said I'm gonna, you're going to show me you're going to have to show me your faith so the Scripture said when they, when they step their feet in and all of a sudden the waters start to back up and the Ark of the Covenant went to the middle of the river, all the Jews, all the Jews walked over on dry ground. Not wet ground, not damp ground. We're told it's dry. It takes a long time for a riverbed to get dry. I'm just telling you. Long time. I reminded you that they need to cross the river and you need to cross the river that you've come to in your life. Some people, you are still at that river. You you were standing here last week and this week you may be right here. You got a little bit closer to the water. Maybe you're... I don't think so. Some of you may have went, mm-hmm. It's really easy to do that. What God has for you, your next step is on the other side. You can think about this, you can think about that, the obstacles and everything else. When you get right here, you still have the same question. Should I or shouldn't I? We talked about why we needed to cross the river. The three points that we made last week in our worship handout was because it, we cross the river because it's according to God's timing which is always perfect. God's timing is always perfect. We don't think so. Sometimes we think God is very late. And sometimes we think God is very, very early. Oh God, I'm not ready for this. No way, you cannot have me responsible to do this. No way. We, we had time. We had, we had time. We, we need to stay on my timetable, God, because I'm not ready. His timing is always perfect. Number two, because it's an opportunity for God to demonstrate His power within your life. It's, for God to demonstrate His power to show you, wow, Matt, you really doubt me sometimes. I'm the creator of everything. Do you not think I can handle one of my child's things? I created you. I know how you work. Number three, because it provides an opportunity for God to build your faith so we can teach others in the future. I listened to a story this morning that goes along with this. This is awesome. Yesterday at the Turkey Giveaway, there were people that had never done it before. They'd never been a part of any community of love, and they came yesterday. And I and I heard this story from somebody that, that kind of took a step back and let them and let them give. And they said as soon as they were a little apprehensive, a little kind of woo, toe in the water, I don't know. And then when they did it, it was like, he goes, they just like jumped. In. And he goes, all of a sudden it was, it was hey, 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 I got a turkey. You want a turkey? And it was just, they, they felt so, com- so comfortable. And it was, it was easy for them to do, probably because if we think about this in our life, if we have been able to overcome with God's help something in our life, that's why CR is such a big deal in our church. If we, have, if we have allowed God to take us from where we were, and this is where we're going, we're not there yet, but we're better than we used to be. And we have somebody, we find somebody that we can relate to, and, and we say, holy cow, they're right where I was. And all of a sudden, a, people, a person that, that understands what it's like to follow God reaches back, grabs on a hand, or puts their arm. Sometimes we get, we get two people, and we just carry them. Life is hard. The decisions you have to make in life are very, very difficult. What is that situation or river in front of you right now? Some of you are sitting down right now thinking about what in the world am I going to do about blah, 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 blah in my life. I know that I need to get over there. I know that's where God wants me to go, but I have no idea how to do it. Does it look like you don't want to cross? Are you scared? Listen, being scared is not bad. Not trusting is bad. We have to understand that we have emotions that were given to us, but we can trust. Is the river a stream? Or does it look like the Mississippi River at St. Louis? Is it wide? Is it big? Is it strong? Is it quick? Is it swift? Is it deep? Is it muddy? Sometimes not clear. As I have current? Can't see a bridge. You don't have a hang glider. You don't have a jet ski. You don't have a boat. You don't have a boat with oars or without oars. You just don't have one. And you're just sitting there. And you feel so empty handed. Yet the only thing God wants you to do is, I just want you to trust me. I just want you to trust me. God says cross. We're back to the question should i or shouldn't i i say we should i say we should how why because god says to go when we take the journey to cross the river we will learn more about ourselves we will learn more about ourselves well it's not about learning about ourselves man it's about learning about god watch watch when we follow god we learn more about god and he teaches us more about ourselves the way we can act and be more like him When we choose to follow God, we become more like Him, so we can learn more about ourselves to be more like Him. You follow me? It wasn't common core math, it's just, it's just an analogy. I teach school. It's okay. If you have your Bibles, look with me at Joshua chapter 5, verse 9. This is after, okay? This is after they've crossed. They've crossed, so Joshua says the, God says this to Joshua. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the shame of your slavery in Egypt. Why were they enslaved in Egypt? Because they didn't do what God wanted them to do. They were in trouble. <gasps> Ever been a timeout? This is, like a, this is like timeout on the extreme level. <sighs> there are theological thinkers that believe that when the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt, they are the ones that were punished and enslaved to build the pyramids. That'd be fun work. Yeah, they just beat you all day long until you got the rock up. See, they were they were paying, they were, they were in time out. They did not do what God wanted them to do. So Joshua hears from the Lord. He says, Today I have rolled away the shame of your slavery in Egypt. Think about this. Think about this. These were God's chosen people. They're special people. Who's God's chosen people today? Welcome. You're special. And God says to Joshua, He says, Listen, what I'm telling you has great significance. They had been in slavery in Egypt. Moses had then led them out. They had crossed the Red Sea. And now, after wandering in the wilderness, they are getting to see the promised land of God's special people. This is a big deal. God was telling Joshua, I told you to cross and you listened. Can you imagine how happy that made God? Joshua, you listened to me. Look what I can do. Just trust me. He wants to do that today with us. See, the people of Israel did this. They went from being enslaved in the wilderness. Dry. A dry area. Geographically, it's dry. Dry. Now, they had crossed the river into a land of literal abundance, life, very, very lush crops, very, 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 uh, just a lot better than where they were. Now, we, what we do is we, sometimes sometimes if we wander around in the wilderness in the desert and we're just, we're, we're just, we're just waiting on ourselves to get up that enough courage to go over to the river again, and maybe, maybe one time when we're wandering we get real close to the river and we just look at it again, and we say, no, not yet. And maybe we come, we come around the next week or maybe the next month, maybe the next year. Oh, not yet, that river's still big. When God's waiting, says, you don't understand, you think you're comfortable, you think you have what I, what I want for you now, but I want you over there because I have so much better things for you. There is a, na- a picture on Facebook that says, so many words that it could be a sermon on itself. Jesus is on one knee, and he's looking at a little girl, and she has a really pretty white teddy bear. Have you seen this? Really white teddy bear, and she's holding on to it, and, and Jesus is like this. And he's he's kind of asking the girl for the teddy bear. She goes, no, it's mine. It's all mine. And behind Jesus' back, he's reaching out like this. Behind Jesus' back, he's got a bear that's this big. you got a bear that's this big, and the little girl is satisfied because she has it. It's hers, but it's only this big. See, God wants to give you. I'm telling you. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that God just wants everybody to be rich because that's not right. He wants everybody to be responsible. But I'm telling you, He has so much for you. Oh my gosh, I wish I could go back. I wish, I had, I wish we had time. I wish we could go back and look. I could, I could just walk you through some things in my life where I thought, man, this is, this is the greatest thing ever, and God would challenge me, and He'd say, I want you to cross this now. I said, no, no way, look what I have. And then when I finally got the courage, when I finally got the obedience, when I finally listened and I crossed that river, I'm like, man, that was, that was, just, that was just ordinary to what I have now. God wants to move you into a place to give you things that you never thought you could have. Some of you have a life right now. Some of you are experiencing things in life right now that earlier in your life you didn't even think were possible. God is that good. Some of you are experiencing things in life right now that you do not think were humanly or spiritually even possible. You thought, I'm going to just stay here for the rest of my life and I'm never going to grow, I'm never going to change, and not, God never is going to use me. And all of a sudden, one year, two years, three years, four years, five years later, you think, holy cow, I never thought I would get here. Some of you, some of you probably struggle with having a relationship with God at all. He said, there's no way he can change my life. There's no way he can forgive me for what I've done. And when Joshua listens to God, God says, today I've rolled away the shame of your slavery. Shame was a big deal. They didn't want to live in shame. We We should live where we show God's power in our life. If you have your worship handout, check out the first blank. Important character developments will happen when you cross the river. We will learn significance." of crossing that river God has before you. When the Israelites crossed the river, they found themselves where God wanted them to be. Character developments. Ability to trust more. Ability to do more. Character developments will happen when you cross the river. What does this mean? Matt, there's a whole bunch of words on this message map. What does this mean? It means when you learn to trust God and you cross the river, God's going to teach you to be more like him. And you're going to learn how yourself is so that you can help be, make yourself like him. But it only comes when we are obedient and it only comes when we listen to what God says and we stop listening to the lies that this world pours at us. I talked to, I talked to a person this week that completely... Well he, just in, a, just, in a, just in a difficult state. And he had listened to so many negative things. So many negative things. He had started to believe them. And I said, you don't understand the significance that your life can have. It doesn't seem like it now, he said. I said, listen. When you learn to trust God and cross the river, He's going to teach you to be more like Him. And when He teaches you to be more like Him, you're going to recognize things in your life that you can change to become more like Him. See, it's all about the trust. I, I, saw, I, was, I was sent a picture. I was sent a picture this week. We're all, we're all familiar probably with the song All About That Bass, No Trouble. This was phenomenal. I thought, I thought that this was just great. This was a church sign. Somebody sent me this picture. It says, we're all about that grace, about that grace, no devil. <laughs> See, God has, God has a plan. He says, I he know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. You keep dwelling, man, on this thing that you've messed up. Let me tell you something. You right here, you asked me to forgive that. I cannot remember anymore, and I want you to get over this. I want you to get past this. You have significance. And when the Israelites crossed the river, when we crossed the river, we find what God wants. When the Israelites cross the river, they get to experience the freedom. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being an Israelite or a Jewish person that's wandered around the desert for 40 years? Can you imagine this? What are we going to do today? Oh, we are going to walk in circles in the, de- in the desert? <laughs> Woo-hoo! All right. You walk, by, you walk by this same little rock patch. Oh, I've seen this before. We'll be back. Don't move. <laughs> and you keep walking. <laughs> I'm not joking, if you geographically look at it, it is a very small area where they spent 40 years. Very small. And you get to move from this to Joshua tells you all we have to do is trust God. We trust God and we're going to go across the river. They trust God and they get into a land of abundance. Can you imagine? Have you experienced this? You come out of the dryness, you trust God, you go into the the promised land, the, the life of significance, and you think, what did I do without this? Some of, you, some of you people have children, and oftentimes we think, Mary and I have asked this question, what did we possibly do before we had kids? Like, I don't, that would be way too much time to have, I think, I don't know. Uh, what do we do? We, I don't know. God says, I want to give you significance. Crossing the rivers in our life is significant to us because it means that we can, number one, find freedom From that which holds us back. Addictive behaviors. Addictions. Things that we struggle with. Oh man, I don't don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do blah, 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 blah. Listen. How's your financial situation? Do you worry? Do you get angry? I grew up up with a couple. Are you a door slammer? Do you get physically upset? God, listen. God not only wants to take you across these gigantic Mississippi rivers. God wants to take you. Listen. He he tells me this. He says, Matt, today, today I really want to work. Yesterday, he just reminds me of things because I ask him. I say, God, how can I follow you more that you can teach me more about you that I can learn and recognize more about myself to become more like you? And he says, okay, I want you to do this. Yesterday, you got a little bit angry when this happened. Today, we're going to work on that not happening. And at the end of the day, I can say, God, I handled the situation right. And he goes, good. Go ahead. You trusted me. This is what I have for you. Hey, I'm not where I'm gonna be. But I am so much better off than where I was. Because we trust and we find the abundant life that Jesus has promised us. God did not say anywhere in the Bible, well, oh, become a Christian and it's gonna be a bad, bumpy ride. Jesus said, He tells the people, yes, it's gonna be tough. He doesn't, he doesn't Jesus doesn't sugarcoat much. He says, He tells his disciples, the people in this world don't hate you. They hate what you have inside you. They hate me because it's different. But Jesus also told them, he said, I came to give you life and to give you life abundantly. Lots. Lots. Look at your worship handout. When the Israelites, when they crossed the river, they found themselves where God wanted them to. You know where this is. okay? We're not, we're not talking about water in our life right now. okay? We're going to get a little bit of rain today. I don't think it's going to cause any rivers to get out that some of us cannot get home. okay? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about metaphorically the rivers in our life. For the Jews, they were in captivity on that side of the river. Do you know what it's like to be on that side of the river? The wilderness side, the desert side, the dry side. The aimlessly walking around in circles side. The dark side. We know we're not supposed to be here side. I really still struggle with this side. But crossing meant that they were where God had wanted them to be. They were in the promised land. They were in the, I used to struggle with that, but not now. I used to struggle with that, but now a lot less. I used to not be able to trust God. Now I have an understanding that I can trust God. They, they had crossed over. If you're worshiping out, the next one says this. When we cross our river, we will find ourselves where God wants us. For you and I, this side of the river represents captivity. Okay, if we're standing on this side and that river is before us, it's like an enslavement. That's, that's why it goes so easily with the way Joshua is talking about crossing the water and he's talking about Egypt. He's reminding them that if you're on this side of the river, it's captive. You're held captive, captivity or freedom. That's the title of the sermon. Do you want to be held or do you want to be free? Not free to do what you want, but free to serve. We sing the very first words that we sang in worship today. Freedom is here. Freedom is here. Freedom is here. Now, some of us sat in our chair, stood up by our chair, whatever we did, and we did this. Freedom's here. I hate that song. When's going to be the next month so I can play some new ones? And you will not listen to what it says. You will not listen to what that says. God is saying today, right now, right now, I have your freedom right here please trust me. But we get to the river, we walk up, should I or shouldn't I? Eh, We'll talk about this later. And we, with this whole turmoil, we just move and we walk away, knowing good and well that we're on the side of the river that keeps walking in circles and we're not where we're supposed to be. Some of us have gifts, some of us have talents that we can do, but we we choose to be, you know, I know they could really use that, but I'm just going to, how about this? If you're somebody that can paint or draw very very well, you come talk to me after church. Some of you are getting really fidgety now because you can draw. But when we cross that river, when you when we say when we say, oh, I know Matt asked for somebody that can draw. Uh, watch, watch, watch. But I'm not that good. I can't possibly step over that river, God, because surely, to goodness, there is somebody else that's, that's better. You know, Billy Graham was asked a question one time. Billy Graham probably one of the most influential evangelists this, this generation of people has ever known. Probably very few people will ever get the spotlight as big as he did for that long. He was asked this. He said, they asked him in an interview, he said, Billy Graham, why do you think God has let you do the things that you've done? And he's quoted to say something along these lines. I can't exactly quote it, but he said, he said, I'm not sure that I was the first person that God asked, but I was the first person that said yes. I'm not maybe the first person that, that got asked, but I'm the first person that said yes. When we cross a river, we find ourselves where God wants us. We look at the river in our life, and we do this. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This water. The first thing that we do, <laughs> some of us, the really convenient thing, when that river is before us, the easiest thing to do is just post it on Facebook. Or, you got the phone? Call so-and-so. Talk to Siri. Talk. Call so and so this river is so big and it won't go away and it's still there. It's, it becomes what Pastor Mike used. It becomes our epic story. We always talk about the negative things. We can talk about the negative things extremely quickly. What we don't stop and realize with ourselves is God wants us to go over that river and experience what he has for us. See, crossing that river for some of us might be giving up something that we like to do, but it's just not a priority. Now, I'm not standing up here saying, oh, look at Matt. But there's a reason I didn't coach I wasn't the assistant coach of volleyball this year at our high school. It's not the year to get out of volleyball in Wayne City. Last year they were 21 and five. I coached eighth grade. We were the top eight in state. They're now incoming freshmen. Not the time to get out of volleyball. They're talented, they're good, and some great girls. But I knew that it was not a priority. The church leading worship, being pastor, priority over that. So I gave it up. Why? Because I trust God in that area then. I'm not going to tell you that I'm perfect. And I, Yeah, Matt just comes, he comes up to that river and he's just got a pole vault that God gave him. He just, phew! <laughs> I don't do that. I'm a real person. I'm a real person that struggles with stuff just like you do. I know what it's like to be on this side and wander around in circles. To be ignorant of what, to be knowledgeable about what God wants me to do, but be ignorant about my choices. And I also know what it's like to be standing over here in certain things. And I can tell you, it's really hard to trust to get there. But the easiest thing for us to do would be to post about it. Post about how big that river is. Because the river will go away. If you get a certain amount of posts on Facebook, your river just goes away. No. In fact, it might become larger. So we're scared, we're timid. Some of you internally right now are yelling at me going, Matt, I am so scared. I am so scared. This is way out there, man. This is way out there. The only thing that I've ever caught spiritually is bluegill and God's wanting me to go tangle with sharks. Spiritually, I'm telling you right now, there's people that are going, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Do you not think Joshua went and did this? We're in the fifth chapter. Do you not think Joshua was scared? They've already crossed over. Before, Can you imagine how nervous he was with a million people behind him and he said, okay, this is what God said. I really hope this works. Because I told him three days ago we were going to cross. And if God, God, I'm trusting you. And a Levitical priest, can you imagine what, the, the amount of pressure that went off? He was a man. The amount of pressure that lifted off Joshua's head and shoulders when the Levitical priest stepped in to the water like this, carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and all of a sudden the water just backs up. He goes... Let's go. Yeah, I think he was scared. But he understood. Listen, we can still be scared, but we can still trust. Watch what God told him earlier in the book. Check out this. Chapter 1, verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them. Turn either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything that you do. I'm pretty familiar with this chapter. Because I found myself on this side of the river. This cannot possibly be happening. There's no way this is going on. There's no way that this river is now there. This is too early, God. I'm not ready. And he goes, Will you just get in my word and let me talk to you. See, he doesn't tell Joshua one time. He doesn't say, hey, dude, chill out, just be strong, and you'll be good. No. He goes on and on, in fact, tells him again and again, and he finally gives up, and he says, listen, I want you to be very strong and very courageous. I want you to listen to me right now. See, oftentimes we come to that river and we say, God, i I'm scared, 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 I'm scared. My kids are scared now for me. My husband's scared for me now. I'm scared. This this water is deep. It's muddy. There's a lot of current. It's quick. It's wide. It's yucky smelling. And I don't see a bridge. I don't see a giant pole vault stick. And I don't see a boat. And God says, I don't need any of those things. He says, I am. I made this water. In fact, I spoke it into existence. Look at Joshua 1.8. It goes on. Study this book of instruction continually. What Joshua was given was not what we have today. What Joshua was given was the Mosaic law, the law of Moses. It was the Bible then. It says, meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything within it, written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Now, we think, whoa, Joshua just had you know, super ultimate uh, spiritual strength and he just walked to the river and he said, River, I just, want you, I just want you to move. And the river moved. Joshua studied the book. Joshua knew the textbook that he had to study. If you have a math test in pre-calculus, I don't think it will help you very much reading Beowulf in British literature. Some of you have no idea what that is. It wouldn't help you reading the scarlet letter if you had to take a, a test on every single U.S. president. We read the wrong textbook. Often that textbook comes from our family. Well, what should I do here? Listen, spiritually sound people can give good advice. But I'm telling you, the guy that doesn't mess up wrote this. He's the guy that we should talk to. I know this is going to shock a lot of you. I've made a lot of decisions. Several decisions that were, that were where God wanted me to go and not everybody in my family agreed. Talk about scary. I thought, man, these people are just going to get irate with me and they're never going to talk to me again. After I did that, they saw what God wanted to do in my life and they were like, wow. Oftentimes you can be that stepping stone for somebody that's standing at their own river. He goes on to Joshua 1.9. This is my command. Be strong. He's tired of talking to him. He's tired of... Look at... You ever think God gets tired of saying, okay, I want you to do this? Okay, I want you, okay, I want you to do this? If you have kids, they listen the first time you talk to them, right? <laughs> We're not going to touch that with a 10-foot stick today. <laughs> but if we consider ourselves kids, God's kids, followers of Christ... Oftentimes, you know, at verse 1-7, one, one he says, be strong and very courageous. Then he gives him instruction in 1-8, read my book, listen to what it says, and do it. Verse 9, again, he, he goes right back. You know, it's like, it's like this. You tell your kid, I want you to go, your child, you say, I want you to go clean your room. And they just get up, and they fly into the room, and it's spick and span in 10 minutes. There were not very many parents in here, because that was complete sarcasm. That does not happen. Okay, I'm leaving the beaver, maybe, but I doubt it. You have to encourage them, however you encourage. <laughs> How about this? Emma, I want you to go clean your room. Please, go clean your room. Well, I'm doing this. Didn't ask you if you were doing this. It's time to clean up. We've got to clean up your room. Emma understands that I probably shouldn't ask her to do it again. Okay? She understands that there's consequences for the stuff that we do. Okay, But when God says, Matt, I want you to go do this, Oftentimes, I find myself, God, but I'm really comfortable right here. And we think comfortable is walking around in circles in the desert. When He says, "Listen, I want to challenge you. I want to take you here because I want you to grow. I want to, I want to see. I want you to see what I have for you." Look at your worship handout. We learn to cross our rivers because we realize the secret to crossing. Is found in obedience of what God wants us to do. This is what we say. We come to that river and we say this. Whew, that's a lot of water. How do we cross immediately? How do we cross? We'll look to our family for answers. We'll look to our friends. We'll look to our mate. If we have grown kids, we'll look to our grown kids. We'll look to Facebook. We'll look to Twitter. We'll look to Instagram. Whatever you want. Snapchat. You Snapchat your friends. What should I do here? But you're looking at this river. How do we cross? Why do we cross? We cross because we're able to ourselves. No. I've tried that one. You ever come to that river and you decide, hey, I'm going to do this by myself and you get in to swim only to realize that that current's about 500 times faster than you thought it was? Anybody ever swam in the ocean and you go right out from your hotel? We did this on spring break. We go down and we got to play baseball on Daytona Beach for four years at Ormond Beach at a huge sports complex and it was just incredible. But a couple nights... Before it got all the way dark, we went out and, we, and, we, and we'd go swimming. And we would leave right out from our hotel. And we'd get in the ocean. And we'd boogie board and get on and whatever. And we'd be like, okay, it's probably time to get in. And we were like half a mile that way. And I'm like, how did we get down here? And like, I don't know. But this is not our hotel. It's way down there. See, oftentimes we want to do that by ourselves. And God, and God says, you don't understand the current that's going to happen. See, that, that just took you. and didn't, We didn't even know it. We were just having fun. If we don't pay attention to what God wants in this life, we think it's all about fun, we're going to get a little bit off track. We cross it because we know we'll be safe. We need to talk about the disciples' life. There was no safety. Jesus told them, He said, they hate you. But they don't really hate you, they hate me because I'm inside you. I've given you the Holy Spirit. They're going to not agree with anything that you say because it's about change. It's going to be safe. man. Some people's rivers in front of them have like piranhas and sharks. Not a good idea to swim. Because we know the time is right. Because we know. See, these, all these things are bad because it says, we know, I know, me, 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 I know, me, all this. God says, I want you to be obedient with me. God does not want us to stay on the side of captivity. What does God have for you on the other side? How do we know we read Joshua 1.8, and he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to read the Bible. Joshua, I want you to meditate on what, you, what he had. He had the book, of Mo, the book, The Law of Moses. He had that. He said, God said, I want you, I've given Moses the law, and he is supposed to give it to the other people, and now you're the leader, so now you give it to the other people and read it every day. Medi- meditate on it every day, he said. It's probably one of the hardest things in a world of everything digital and everything fast one of the hardest things for us to do is to take time and to talk with God about what His Word says. It's hard, friends. You're my friends. You're my family. Here's the deal. This is the newsflash. If God had, if sometimes this would be easier. If there was a channel that we just flip to, what does God say about this? Click. We do. It's right here. But we want, we want to find it somewhere else. Oh, so There's got to be a faster way than just reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Watch this guy for a second. No. Mm-hmm. Watch this guy for a second. No. We want quick. We want fast. Some of the things that we're looking at as, as our rivers did not get there overnight. And we are not going to get rid of all of them just overnight. It took you 20 years to get completely involved with this habit you've been doing it for 20 years. Guess what? More likely than not, and I, don't, I believe that God can do this, but more likely than not, is it going to be an overnight thing? God says, listen, it took a long time to come into this. As you trust me, I can take you out of this. But the trusting me part is helping you to grow. See, because if God was a genie, we would all be spoiled. God, I don't want to free of this. Boom. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. remember one time, my dad told me that my mom was not a genie one time. I said, Mom, can you please clean my room? And my dad heard it. It was not good because in my house, you were responsible because you lived in your room, you cleaned up. And he came to me and he said, He said, Well, he didn't get on to me, but he said this. I'll never, never forget this. He said, Do you know why I have you clean your room? Because you're mean. That's what I said. <laughs> because you're mean. Because you know I was doing something that I really enjoyed. <laughs> you just want to make my life bad. That's what I was smart, I like. Do you know why I have you clean your room? Because you're upset at me when we do something else? Because I teach you to clean your room so that one day when you get married and you grow up, you learn how to take care of your stuff. That's not what a 14 year old kid wants to hear. In my mind, he said it because he was, he was mad at me or something. God wants to say, I want to teach you, 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 I want to teach you. I want to grow you. I want you to go. Are you afraid? Are you scared? That's an emotion. It's real. Matt, have you ever been scared? I've been terrified. Terrified. I ever been scared? Yeah, I've been scared. Is the river big? Is it swift? Is it deep? Is it muddy? Is it unclear? Oftentimes we want to think that this is like some kind of game show, like who wants to be a millionaire? We come to the river and go, God, I would like to phone a friend. We call, we, we call that friend. You ever watch the show when they call the friend and they have no idea? And they're like, okay, thanks. I just wasted that one. Okay? Then you go, God, can you take away half the choices? Can you take away half the choices? Make it make it a little easier? You know good and well the answer is A. You know good and well where you're supposed to go. You know that you're supposed to cross. You've already phoned the friend to get their advice. And maybe it won't be A, and you know it is. And then you get to the one, I guess they put a new one in, you can skip the question. Yeah, God doesn't like that one. <laughs> I'd like to skip this one. He goes, "If you skip this one, I can't get you where you're going." We can't skip steps. God wants you to start with streams. He starts with a little bit bigger streams, and whoo, we hop. And some of us have some of us are have come face to face with a river that we cannot possibly attempt to cross on our own. It has to be from obedience. God says, "Cross." We say, "I'm afraid." We have to trust Him. Look again at Joshua one nine on the screen. When we say we like to skip the question, this is what God says. This is my command, Joshua. This is my commandment. I'm the same God that took you out of captivity in Egypt, across the Red Sea, up to the Jordan River, and across the Jordan River, and I have put in you the leadership skills to lead over a million people. This is what I'm saying. Sometimes we have to have that. It, I remember my parents, I'm not going to tell you again. Now, often there, I would come with a swat on the backside. And guess what? I learned to not do it again. Often, I find myself like this. I say, God, I, God God's like, listen. I'm not going to go away. But I want you to go. I have better things for you. I have a plan for you. And God is a father. He takes care of. Us. He's not going to do anything to hurt you. He wants to grow you. Some of us do not like growing. We don't. God wants to grow spiritual muscle with us. He wants us to be stronger. This is my command. It, this is not an option. Be, very, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You may have walked in here this morning, and this may be the only thing that you hear and remember from this sermon. Look at the last part of that verse: "For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go." We sing the last song. It says, "You won't relent. God will not give up on you. He won't. He wants, man, can you imagine if we could see with spiritual goggles we're we're standing here and we're looking at that river and we're like, God, this river is so big and I I don't feel like you're around me. And if we had spiritual goggles where we could see, God's probably standing right there going, come on, man. Just step in the water and watch what I can do. Take that first step. Come on. I remember when Emma started riding a bike, I said, just pedal, babe. Just pedal. And I let go. She got to where she wanted to be. She wanted to ride a two-wheel bike. Didn't come from me not being a little bit scared. I was terrified. I'm like, oh, she's gonna hit something. She's gonna hit our vehicles. God said, I want you to go. But if we could look, we'd be like, God, this I mean, can you just imagine this guy, you, standing at this river and just looks so wide and so deep, and you're just sitting there going, God, I'm so tired of being in captivity. I want to have what you want me to have. I want to have it. 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 And I can't get over there on my own. And he's standing right beside us. on, my child, I just want you to trust me. Trust me. You got the thing in your life? I don't know. I don't know, God. I don't know. There's no boat. I can't see a bridge. There's no helicopter for an extraction. I have no idea how I'm going to get on the other side. And he said, I want you to trust me so we back up and we're left back with the same question that we started with. Should I? Or shouldn't I? I believe that God says this morning we should. And when we do, God will make a way for you to cross safely and successfully. In Jefferson County, today, right now, are you going to walk up to a creek and God's going to part the waters? I don't know why He has a reason to do that. (laughs) Okay? not going to tell you he's going to physically do something like that, but I'm telling you, he's going to provide for you. Why? Because he never lets us go. He doesn't quit after us. He doesn't, he doesn't quit seeking us. He tells Joshua, I'm with you wherever you go. We trust him and only him. Cross the river. Don't live in the captivity when we can experience freedom. We, we, we can experience a growth in our spiritual self. We have to trust him and only him. We have the offering. We ask for nickels and dimes. We ask for nickels and dimes and dollars and quarters and whatever you have spare. And there's $260. $130.08. Two bags are going to be given to people this week, the next couple weeks. Cheryl Church and Summer. Brantley, please. These ladies are going to take these bags. There's some instruction on stuff. You're going to go up here first. There you go. There's some instructions on what to do. We're often asked, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do, we... why do you give away gas? Why do you give away gift cards? Why do you give away cash. Why do you do that? Why do you give away turkeys? Listen, there are people in this community right now that are just like you and they're just like me and they're looking at that river in front of them. And they're wondering, I have no idea how I'm going to get over this. Can you imagine if God just has two people set up for (laughs) $130.08? And these two ladies go out and the person they give it to gets that number and they look at it and they're like, holy cow. God ever done anything for you that doesn't make sense? I'm telling you, if I had a dollar and I was trying to get a water and it was $1.25 and you walked up with 25 cents, that would be, be a big deal. They didn't have one. didn't have a quarter. We seek to be relevant. We do it to show God's power and what he's done for us. I challenge you. I challenge you. When you're looking at that river. I challenge you. Take a step. Get out of that comfort place. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. Thank you so much for this day. We thank you for what you do for us. God, we thank you for the ability to live in freedom. But we have to trust you to get there. God, as we go out today, God, as we face those things in our life this week, I just ask, God, that you give us strength. Allow us to remember that you never let us go, that you're with us wherever we go. God, that we matter, we're important, we're special. God, you want to move in our life. Allow us to trust you. In your name we pray. Amen.